And um, today, we are dealing with prophetic destinies. And um, I'll be teaching for a few minutes on this topic. That's most important to discuss about. And I did mention to you last week um, that uh, it's, it's, it's useless to have people who come in church without knowing their prophetic destinies. I was praying for you this morning. Uh, do you know why I pray for you? I told God when he told me a statement. One time I was praying and, and, and the Lord said to me, it is a crime for you to preach to people you don't pray for. So I told God from that moment that I'll be praying for the people I teach and I preached. So from that moment until today, you know, I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for your purity and holiness. I pray that your inner man must be strengthened with might and power. I pray that you should live in harmony and in unity. I, receive. I pray for your peace, that God should give you peace. I, receive. I pray for your growth, for your spiritual growth. I receive. And I pray for the revelation of God to dwell in you. I, receive. I also pray that Christ must abide in you through faith. I receive. All the times I offer these prayers for you, I, I speak to God and I tell God, that these things must happen to you. I cannot be teaching people, preaching to people who I don't pray for. It's a crime. It's a spiritual crime. So I pray for you. I always pray that your faith must not fail you. I always pray for you. And um, today, as I said before, we are dealing with a very sensitive topic, which is to do with spiritual destinies or prophetic destinies. And I did teach you last week how people can fulfill their prophetic destinies and how one cannot fulfill their destiny. But last week, I gave you seven what? Seven steps. All right? So, these seven steps I gave you, how many were here last week? All right. So, I gave you seven steps to reach your prophetic destiny which is the most important part. So, there are seven steps you must move, of which I said one of it is what? The first step, you must have a problem. Because without a problem, you cannot reach your prophetic destiny. You need a problem. Most people are in church today because God allowed a problem to be in them, for them to seek him. And that's why we're here today. And now, God gave you a prophetic destiny, and the destiny could be he wants you. He's, he's after you to, to, to reach a certain level spiritually, or you have a responsibility in your family or in the church, or you have a responsibility to do in a particular area or a particular place. So God may give you he may allow a problem to come to you for you to reach 
your prophetic destiny. Wow, I am already in church, so why am I having a problem? Wow, God may allow you to have that problem also, while you are still a child of God. Some of us will meet dangerous problems, big problems, but we know why we meet it. Because sometimes God is trying to discipline you. He's trying to make you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to mold you. And, and he says himself, I will refine you just as gold is refined. So sometimes problems are allowed by God in order for us to reach the level that he wants us to, to reach. Hello? Hello? He allowed the enemies to pursue the children of Israel in the wilderness for him to show his power. That he can fight for them. He can fight for them. You see, so it's very important to understand why am I having a problem? So some of the problems are to do with the prophetic destiny. And number two, we said the second step to reach your prophetic destiny, you need a prophet. Right? We also mentioned of a prophet that sometimes you, to, to, to reach somewhere, like Samuel, David could not be a king until Samuel anointed him as a king. So it's very important that you need a prophet, a man of God, who can help you. Who, when you reach him, he can deliver you. Look at all the people who are testifying here. They will tell you they came to see the prophet. When they came here and we see them testifying. So you may reach your destiny by having this understanding of meeting a prophet, having a prophet in life. And number three, we also said, you need what? You need opposition. Without opposition, you cannot reach your prophetic destiny. You need a Judas in order for you to fulfill your vision on the cross. You need a Judas Iscariot for you to fulfill your vision on the cross. That's why I love Judas Iscariots around me. They help me to reach my destiny. Betrayers, people who think they're betraying you, but they don't know they are making you to reach your destiny. Without Judas, they couldn't be a Christian. We thank God for Brother Judas. I am a Christian today because of Judas. So you may not reach your destiny if you don't have opposition. So you need opposition. You need it. Let the people oppose you at your workplace. Let them people oppose you wherever they can oppose you. Opposition brings position. And we also mentioned about... You need what? Consistency. You must be consistent. Not just a person who like giving up. God, God does not look for people who are quitters. No. People who look at the back, where they're coming from. No. You see, God said to Lord, move forward. Don't look back. And his wife looked back. And she became a pillar of salt. Do you understand? It's important to understand these things. How? Most Christians are not consistent. Look at Hannah. She was looking for a child. The Bible, she kept on praying, and there was no baby. Until she prayed, until a miracle happened. Look at Elijah. Elijah was praying for the rain. For the first time, there was no rain. He prayed for the second time, but he was consistent until God heard the prayer. Same day, there was rain. Look, 
at all these examples of Elisha, when he was trying to raise a dead child, the Bible says he prayed the first time. The child that was dead never came back to life. The second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, he started walking in the room praying. The child never came back to life. He tried to lie on top of the child. Nothing happened. He breathed in the child. The child came back to life. There are things sometimes all they need is our consistence. God wants us to reach a certain level. He wants us to achieve something. There's a reason why we are called his children. He didn't call us for nothing. And I want you to have this information. Where you are sitting there, there is a responsibility that God wants you to perform. And that responsibility acquires you to understand it. Acquires you to know it. Who am I? And what does God want me to do? When you understand that, you begin to pursue it and live in accordance of the will of God for you to achieve a certain level of God's purpose that he wants you to do. Ask the neighbor next to you, who are you? What does God want you to be? Why did God make you born again? Do you know your dreams? Do you know the plans of God? All right, so if you, if you ask them, they may not even know who they are. And I did mention to you to say it's very important to have to understand who you are. All right, because if you don't, you may put your whole family in problems. And I also mentioned about how Moses, he had put in problems all the children of Israel in Egypt. Because of him, children were killed. Because the devil was not after the children. He was after him. You may have your whole family in shambles because the enemy is looking for you because he knows who you are. Hello? The enemy knows you. He's after you. So he knows if he finishes you, then he will finish the rest of the family. If he finishes you, you see, most people who rebel most in church most people who the, the devil will enter them and make them rebel and make them even leave the church or stop coming to church are those people sometimes who the enemy knows their potentials and abilities and capabilities, what they could have done and how they could be used by God if they would remain in the church. So then I'll be like, no, 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 no. We must take this person out. So you must understand these things. How? God works. Who are you? What have you done? So you may be living in poverty, yet you're a millionaire. But you see, you can only be a millionaire if you know your purpose of being a millionaire. You may actually be sick while you're not supposed to be sick. To be sick. Just because you don't know the purpose of your life. So most Christians are living a life which they're not supposed to believe in. It's a borrowed life. You need consistency. Your fasting, your word, your commitment to the church. Some started with us a long time ago and they are not with us today. But some until today, they're here. 
because of consistency. That's saying, Alan, I'm not going anywhere. And what's looked at another point? Anointing. anointing. You need anointing. Without anointing, you can do nothing. Jesus did not become crushed until he was anointed. Are you here? So what made Jesus the crust is what? The anointing. So today we talk about Jesus Christ. There was no crust without anointing. So for Jesus to fulfill his destiny, he needed what? Anointing. So where you are, if you want to reach your destiny, you need the anointing. Without the anointing, you are nothing. You need the anointing. That's why I have put this anointing in a bottle. I pray for this and I give you. Because I know you must have the symbol of anointing. The anointing. You see the problem when people anoint themselves with oil. They think when they anoint themselves, is that oil over there? No. You are just activating the workability of the Holy Ghost inside of you. That's just a symbol. But the moment you're putting the oil upon your head, it's just a symbol. It's just to say this one. So the Holy Ghost has attention on you. It's not the oil. It's not the anointing process. That's not it. Are you hearing me? That's not it. But the moment the oil comes on you, you are identified. The reason why we're anointing you is to identify you. It becomes your identity. Hallelujah. You need the anointing. You need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And we also look at another thing. Saving God. Touching the carbon. The glory. Some people have reached their destiny just because of their commitment to the things of God. Hello? I'm telling you, just your commitment. Just your commitment. Just me, I want to serve the Lord. So just your commitment, you can actually reach your prophetic destiny. I gave an example of Obed Edom in the Bible, who prospered because of serving in the Lord. And another, to- another, another point also, another step, deliverance. We also looked at deliverance to say you need deliverance. Some of you, you are failing to reach where you are supposed to reach because of demons. Some of you, because of your backgrounds, your family backgrounds. There is a, a very serious need to deliver you from your background. Some of you is evil foundations. You are built on an evil foundation. So anything you are trying to do is not working because your foundation is wrong. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? You cannot expect to build a top building on a property which was meant just to be a, a single house. So you are trying to build a big project, a big business, yet the foundation does not carry that. So your foundation is wrong. 
so we must deliver you and help you to rebuild. All right, so it's very important to understand. So we looked at these topics, but today I'll be looking at requirements in order to fulfill your prophetic destiny. Some will look similar, but they are not. They will be similar in context. Because of the text, but it will be different in the pretext. I may be praying for you every day, trust you me. I may deliver you every time and heal you and you can receive all the miracles in this world. But if you don't know who you are and what God wants you to do, it's nothing. I can deliver you now. I can pray for you. I can, you can receive all the miracles. But if you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. I receive my deliverance. For what? I receive my healing. For what? I receive my money. For what? Do you know what God wants you to be? So there are things you must learn why are you who you are? Ask him about why are you who you are? Some of you are running away from the calling and it's so sad. You are running away from the calling. Can you imagine if I had also run away from the calling? That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing right now. God is calling you. But you're running away and you're pretending like you don't know, but you know it. So, there are requirements for one to reach the prophetic destiny. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 1. And to verse 5. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all your fathers were under the cloud. This is Paul reminding the people of Corinth, Corinthians. He's reminding them of the children of Israel when they were coming from Egypt. So he's reminding them about the story. How that all your fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. They ate same food. Hello? Did you hear that? They ate same food, drank same drink. Are we there? The earth? Let's start with the cloud. Same cloud accompanying them. All right? Same what? Same meat? Same drink. All right? And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was crushed. 
Verse 5. But whenever you hear a statement and you hear the word but, it defiles everything. Now, they all ate some food. They all drank some drink. They all had the same cloud following them. But, but what? With many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Okay, let's go to verse 6. Let's go to verse 6. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. Now, from the scripture, we hear something very important. And I'll be, I'll be talking so slowly for, for this message to enter your bones. The Bible says, the people of Israel, the destiny, their prophetic destiny was for them to get out of Egypt and arrive in Canaan. But the Bible says, contrary, it didn't happen that way. Some failed on their way. So because of evil, they were overthrown. They were supposed to reach their destiny. But because of things along the way, they were taken up and they did not reach their destiny. But the shocking part here is this. They had the same God, the same Holy Spirit, the same drink, the same food. In our days, the same church, the same TV, the same prophet, the same word, the same Fritz who is teaching you, preaching to you. The same message. And others are reaching their destiny. And others are not reaching their destiny. The Bible says they, 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 they had the same spiritual food. They had the same meat. But some did not reach the destiny. Some reached the destiny. So the question here is this. Why? The Bible says because of evil. Nothing else. So you may be sitting over where you are sitting. And the neighbor sitting next to you. And some may reach their destiny. And some not. If you're following me, can I see your hand up? So I'm following prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So from this scripture, we find two groups. Those that fulfilled their destiny and those that did not fulfill their destiny. Speak to the neighbor next to you. I pray for you. Tell them again, I'm praying for you. That you must reach your destiny. Do you understand? It's important to understand your prophetic destiny. Most of you, because you don't understand the prophetic destiny. You don't even know whether you're important or not. You don't know. You just, it's just like you. And you weigh yourself 
by your situations, you weigh yourself by what you're passing through, you weigh yourself by how people out there handle you. They, they just pass you by as if you're useless, they don't greet you, your family don't look at you as important, nobody looks at you, your, 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 your wife says you are useless, your husband says you are nothing, and everybody, and because of that, you compile all these things in your mind and think you are a normal human being. You are not a normal human being. You are born again. You are a child of the Most High God. Oh, yes. You are a seed of Abraham. Oh, yes. You are a special people, oh, separated yes. from the world. Listen, when they will take 20 people, right? And they, you'll be among them. And then there'll be something bad about to happen to the 20. In your mind, when everybody is shivering, in your mind, never shiver. Because it will happen to the 19 and not you. You didn't hear me. When they'll take 20 people and you're among the 20, and they will, they will be like, we want to do something bad to these 20 people. You must not shiver. Let the 19 shiver, oh, yes. not you. Because that evil will happen to the 19 and not you. Oh, yes. But the moment you shiver, the moment you fear, the moment you're like, oh, I'm part of... That's your downfall. I fear nothing. I fear no evil. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. That's the identity. He said, for your road and your staff, they comfort me. You must know your identity in Christ. It's not a church culture or a Christian culture that you are in. Well, you just come to church. Well, I'm going to church because it's Sunday. No, 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 no. We are coming over here because we know we belong to the King of glory. And we know our Heavenly Father is the King of kings. Are you young, sir? So never lose your identity. So I can never be defeated. <laughs> you see, I, I, I really don't understand the Christians who, who fear. <sighs> Have you heard? <sighs> this is going to happen. <sighs> and the, I'm like, you're telling me? Yeah. <sighs> Relax. The God who watches over ECG. Oh, yes. Does not sleep. Oh, yes. No slumber. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me, somebody? How many battles we have won? How many wars we have won? Our God is a God of war. Jehovah is his name. He oh, will yes. fight for you. He will fight for your sister. He will fight for us. He will fight for your job. You fight for your position. Somebody say yes. Yes. Woo. 
Sit down for a moment. Don't, don't, don't be scared of anything. You'll be like, I go to a church where our God is alive. Oh, yes. He does not sleep. God who watches over ECG. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. So put this in mind. Put this in your mind all the times. Fear no evil. If it's sickness, let it come. If they are enemies, let them come. But surely, God who watches over Israel. Oh, yes. God who watches over ECG. Oh, yeah. God who watches over Major One. Oh, yeah. Does not sleep. 